Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm sitting across from the gorgeous, talented, utterly desirable, and unbelievably flawless Misty Stinnett. Oh, man, Lisa's brain has just exploded and melted out of her body in quarantine. And I say, give me more. (laughs) And I am the sweaty and uncomfortably positioned on her floor under a duvet so that there's less echo Lisa Linky. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm still in the closet. Thank you. I'm trapped in the closet, recording podcasts in the closet. We're here every week because we love you. Uh, whether you're a longtime loyal listener or you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome, bienvenue. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Listen, you can't get rid of us. You can't. We're here twice a week, every week. As Missy says, we're your tiny pocket friends. Um, Hello. And every Friday, we release a review of a current popular or maybe not so popular book uh, uh, that's in the self-help category. And we tell you the tips and tricks, the highs, the lows, the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the yays, the boos. And the we boogies and the woogies. Thank you. We give it to you all in under an hour so that you know whether or not it's your jam or it's your yuck. And whether you should invest <laughs> the money, uh, support the author, or avoid it like the plague. Speaking of the plague, we're recording this in the time of uh, pandemic and coronavirus. coronavirus. It's the beginning of June, and we are um, here just so that when you hear this 10 years down the road, you understand why it doesn't sound like our normal pristine recording quality. Uh, but Misty mm-hmm. is doing a fantastic job editing. I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you so much. We miss our audio producer, Sav, so yes, very much. We really do. We really do, but we're doing our best. And thank you for everyone who has stuck with us. Fucking speaking of sticking with us, we cuss. And this is not a Friday episode. This is a weekly beef. Welcome to Tuesday. Tuesday. We supplement our uh, lecture, if you will, with a lab, a skills lab, (laughs) uh, a discussion, a homework piece, uh, maybe a skills-based workout. Um, And we're here to... Uh, check in on homework uh, that we assigned <laughs> and um, maybe have a special guest or a pop quiz hot shot. And um, today I think we're going to have an article from Misty, but first we do want to check in about something. Misty, I hand it over to you. Yeah. Okay. So we are at this historic civil rights moment in America. And it, it's so interesting how this is even crossing over into a self-help podcast. Like you might yeah. not think that that is an intersection that would necessarily happen. But back on November 1st, mm-hmm. Lisa presented the book Next Level Basic by Stasi Schroeder. Boy, who I. was, boy, did she, uh, who was a cast member of Vanderpump Rules, mm-hmm. the reality show. And it was one of those, you know, we try to do big academic self-help books. We try to do fun, light, frothy ones, scientific ones, financial ones. We try to make it a mix so that there's something for everybody and an, Boy, a, a nice variety. Boy, did we mix it up. <laughs> Boy, did we mix it up. And neither Lisa nor myself had followed Stasi closely at all, ever. Sometimes nope. we just go like, what's a big self-help book? And we look it up on Amazon or what are people liking or what's mm-hmm. making them laugh? 
and then we cover it. So today is June 7th, and an article came out on page six about how Stasi Schroeder back in 2018 called the police on her, her black cast member and accused her of drugging men and stealing their valuables. And it, it was a totally different woman that there was a picture of. And she just very callously called the police and was, were like, the police don't give a fuck, you know, and we know in this cur- current climate, yeah, what it means when a white person calls the police on a black person. Yes. Not to mention that um, this woman was the only African-American uh, and black woman castmate on the entire show. And that yeah. Stassi did then out herself to doing that. And the other woman who did it too uh, on interviews past then. So a couple of days ago, this, this woman um, confirmed that in fact, the cops did come and, and talk to her. And obviously it wasn't her. And uh, consequently, Stasi has lost her current brand affiliations. Yeah, she's she's lost a ton of partnerships, which, by the way, it's not the first time that this happened. We learned. So Lisa, Lisa did an amazing job. She came to the book totally blind, next level basic. It sounds like a fun, frothy book. I was super basic. Yeah, thank you. And then she got to the very last chapter where Stasi. And this was both of us learning it for the first time reading this book where Stasi is not new to this drama. She's not new to this drama. Her initials are SS Stasi Schroeder. She put that on a jacket and I think wore it when around she went Europe. on tour in Germany. Yeah, mm-hmm. around Europe. And so everyone was really uh, criticizing her and rightfully so for, you know, the SS Nazi Germany link is hard to unlink in our brain. And her insensitivity to that. And then she was very critical of people during the Me Too movement and lost some brands then. So this is this is round three for her of this. Yeah. And at the end of her book, she made a mea culpa and said, I've really learned about these things, etc. But Lisa and I read this article and it begged the question of when do we or how do we address authors when they have problematic behavior. And yeah. so we talked about this on a mini-sode last year. Uh, a, a listener wrote in and said, hey, you know, Mark Manson has some published material that's a bit misogynistic and anti-feminist, but I know you loved his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. You know, when do how do we handle authors when some of their information is highly valuable for perspective shifts or highly applicable, mm-hmm. but then something they've written in the past a long time ago or recently is problematic, mm-hmm. right? So Lisa Lisa and I just wanted to address this because we should all be speaking up about this stuff all the time. Yes. I, I feel there should be a no tolerance policy for this. And that's the only way there's going to make change. And and the only conclusion, and this is my own opinion that I could come up with is that in the capitalist world we live in, in America, we vote with our money. Yeah. Every single time we spend money, it is a vote for or against something. It's very rarely a neutral vote. So, so for instance, if I buy a, a, a down comforter and it's not ethically sourced down, chances are that's a vote in some way for animals being treated poorly so that I can have that product. Or if I'm getting a new thing of bed sheets and I find a responsibly sourced company that makes bed sheets from recycled plastic bottles, mm-hmm. you know, and is offsetting their CO2 footprint, 
then my money is a vote for more ecologically friendly stuff. And I think it's the same with authors. I think had we known all that stuff about Stasi before, we just would not have amplified her voice. It's true. Also because we have this intersection of capitalism with democracy, right? Free speech. So mm-hmm. I don't uh, endorse hate speech. I think it should be punished when it is used in certain situations. Yeah. But you know, if some, I also support your first amendment. So if you want to sit in your house and say hateful things, I can't tell you that you can't. Mm-hmm. If you want to write a book about hateful things and you get, you find a publisher to publish it, that's fine. Like Misty, I am not going to support that with my dollar. And I am yeah. hopefully going to boycott against the publisher who publishes all, all the books that they publish and hopefully others will yeah. do the same and make them kind of help herd them into a <laughs> Jesus Christ, an ethical choice, which shouldn't be, shouldn't be difficult, but mm-hmm. you know, that that's that intersection where we are right now. Uh, but I, I liked it that we address this just to let you know that we also struggle with this and we want to vote consciously with our dollar and with this, this amplification of voices. So we hear you, we see you if you're thinking it too. Yeah. And we want to be good allies and just say, you know, we will never, we will never willingly support an author that we know has problematic racist behavior mm-hmm. or misogynistic behavior or violent behavior. We will never willingly support that. And we do have an episode of Stassi Schroeder's book mm-hmm. that was released on November 1st last year. And we may uncover problematic statements in text as we cover it. And if it's a popular book, also, I think it's okay for us to call it out to let people know and don't get swept up in this bandwave of like, this is the most popular book. It's trending on Amazon. I should buy it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 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 Really being conscious consumers, including the information we consume. So Quick, quick moment before we change. I don't know if you can hear my landlord furiously gnawing on an antler elk, but she apparently has a bone to pick with me. So I'm going to just briefly um, grab that from her and make her mad. So just one, Great. one second. Okay. You can let everybody know who my landlord is. Zoe is Lisa's dog, but I call her her landlord. And it delights me every time. She bullies me right now. Okay, great. Okay, so I I found this article that I thought was really interesting that I wanted to share, um, especially in this time where I think a lot of us are finding at, at least I will speak for I will speak for myself and some of my friends. Uh, a lot of my friends and I are finding that are the normal things that calm us down or soothe us or help with anxiety aren't working as well as they used to. Now that we're I gotta take a, Xanax. a pandemic situation, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, I've got a lot of weed gummies going on. You love those CBD only gummies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing longer. I never did yoga before. I'm doing yoga. I'm doing meditation, virtual therapy. I'm running a lot more than I used to because it's the only way I can complete the stress cycle. I'm taking Xanax. I feel great about it. I've never taken a Xanax. Surprisingly, Misty and I are on different ends of the spectrum, which I know if you're a longtime listener, you could never have imagined that. Misty working her ass off on so many cool therapeutic options. And I'm like, Oh, somebody needs a Zanny. Um, yes, but we are soul sisters. <laughs> Speaking of problematic art, that's an R. Kelly song. The closet oh, song. no, I forgot. It's listen, all we can do is continue to correct ourselves and pivot. 
So that's okay. So this, um, this article is from March 8th, 2020. Mm-hmm. It's written by Catherine Beard on theblissfulmind.com. And I'll link to this in show notes if anybody wants to share it or read it for themselves. But it is called What Happens When Self-Care Isn't Enough? Okay. So for a long time, I thought that regular self-care practices were the key to avoiding burnout. That was until last year when I found myself spread too thin and severely burned out. Meditating, exercising, journaling, those things are supposed to keep you stress-free, right? Mm -hmm. You might think they're the answer to all of your problems like I did. Well, what happens if self-care fails you? Last year, I learned something that made me realize my definition of self-care was all wrong. Even though I was practicing self-care on a regular basis, I burned myself to the ground because I wasn't being honest with myself. What I thought was self-care wasn't working for me. So here's how I discovered what I needed to do. How I burned out. For the past two years, I've been running The Blissful Mind, which is the blog I'm reading this on, working part-time as an independent contractor and coaching a high school dance team. Oh my God. I thought I was able to I know. She sounds like me. I thought I was able to balance it all, but eventually it became too much. To put my schedule into context, I was working about 25 hours a week at my contract job. I was also at dance practices two to three days a week for about three hours each. There were occasional Saturday practices and long evenings for sporting event performances. The big kicker was that I had an hour and a half commute each way. Any leftover moment was dedicated to my blog and business. Trying to juggle these separate jobs was exhausting. I didn't have time in my schedule for anything but work, and my brain rarely had a chance to relax. When you're burned out, you start to feel disconnected from who you are. Around the summer of 2019, I began to feel like I wasn't myself anymore, as if I didn't know who I was outside of my work responsibilities. I relate. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much burnout takes away from your connection to yourself. It makes you feel like you're not capable of success. It makes you question everything that you're doing. You feel guilty that you're not able to handle it when there are others dealing with much worse. It messes with you mentally, physically, and emotionally. As someone who has created an entire brand around a blissful mind, I didn't feel like I had one. I stopped sharing as much content because I didn't feel like I was upholding my values. I would feel a sense of guilt because there are plenty of people out there who are juggling more than I was. There were other dance coaches who were mothers and had full-time jobs. If they could do it, why was I having such a hard time making it all work? I I, hate that. I know. I know. I really feel for her. I realize now that they were struggling as well. When self-care isn't enough. I've always known that self-care is more than bubble baths. We should all know know that by now. But I didn't realize that my definition of self-care was limited until it stopped working for me. Even though I made time for exercise, baths, journaling, and all of the, all of the self-care things, I still felt burned out. I thought spending time on a daily basis to take care of myself was the key to keeping me from burning out, but it clearly wasn't. That's not to say that these things didn't help me, but there was more to the situation than those things could have helped with. Despite taking care of myself, I needed to take something off of my plate. It wasn't until I stopped coaching at the end of 2019 that I finally started to feel like myself again. It was the one thing that I needed to let go of, but I hadn't felt like it was an option until it happened due to circumstances out of my control. As much as I hated to leave the team behind, it was something that needed to happen. Mm -hmm. Taking something off of my plate was the self-care that I was missing. Going into 2020, I already feel lighter. I know that I have less to worry about, and I finally feel like myself again. Oh, this was written on March 8th. She does not know what's coming. Oh, no. (laughs) But thank God. Thank God, right? Thank God she lightened her load. I mean, 
Sheeta had to stop that dance team anyway. So she'd have been trying to do it via Zoom and you know it. Oh, true. At least she wouldn't have had the commute. Okay. How I redefine self-care. Now that I'm no longer in a situation where I can barely keep track of everything, I've learned what self-care truly means, at least to me. True self-care is deciding if you are going to accept whatever is causing you discomfort or if you are going to change it. I tried to accept it for a long time to convince myself that things were okay, but there was no way I could keep up life in a hustle state like that. In my case, I had to let go of something to truly feel like myself again. I also think that it's so important to have a support system who can take some of the weight off of your shoulders. Well, if you have that, that's great. Self-care, ironically, involves more than yourself. I read an article recently about community self-care and how it might be even more important than personal self-care. Okay. Community self-care is about having people in your life who are there for you when you need it most. You know, Lisa, it's interesting. This is the first time I've ever heard this term, and now I feel obsessed and I want to. Well, remember how we used to talk about all the time how self-help is such a fucking misnomer because it puts all of the weight on one person to fix a problem that is maybe community community created. Exactly. Or community solved. Yes. Looking back at it now, there's no way that I could have done all of the things I was doing without getting burned out. You cannot do it all, especially not alone. You need a support system in life if you are going to make it through anything. Prioritize your support system and get comfortable asking for help. I failed at these two things in 2019, but now I know that you can't do it all alone. I know that I need to protect my time and not take on so much for the sake of my own mental health. My main point here is that self-care is deeper than a lot of us even realize. It's more than daily wellness habits, even though those are important. I feel it's my duty to include other reasons why traditional self-care doesn't work. These stem from hierarchies, politics, racism, societal oppression, and much more. Thank Thank you. you. So many of us are suffering due to circumstances bigger than ourselves, which means we have to be allies for each other. Here are some articles worth reading. Oh, this is, these are interesting titles. Young female doctors are at high risk for burnout and self-care is not the answer. Mm-hmm. Self-care isn't enough. We need community care to thrive. Mm-hmm. And black mothers are drowning and self-care is not the answer. And the last section is, is there anything you need to let go of? From now on, I'm putting my energy into the things that give you life, not things that make me question every decision I make. If it doesn't fit in with my life vision, it's not worth giving my energy to. If you're burned out and you've tried the self-care methods, you need to A, stop fighting whatever's burning you out, or B, let it go for your own sanity. I hope this post has helped you to redefine self-care or given you some encouragement if you're in a similar position that I was in. And that's I love that. You know, Linda Linky was on the house core board for the Alpha Chi Omega house in uh, Champaign, Illinois, the University of Illinois, for I would say 40 years. And Wow. Yeah. And she was the secretary for many years and... This is Lisa's mom. Yeah. She was president and then, you know, vice president. She did a lot. And then the very end, she was secretary for many, many years. And I encouraged her to quit because she never, it was, it was, it was draining energy from her. And she was like, but I don't know who will do it. And and I said, somebody will, but it's not your job anymore. You've done it for too long and nobody will ever step in because you're not stepping out. So she called me one day and she said, I quit the house core board. And like, I could just hear the energy in her voice. And I was like, good for you. Not because it's something bad or not because it, you know, but because like for her to do monthly meetings and like to take notes and then drive when it was inclement weather and like all that stuff, like it was getting to an age for her where it was just not 
it was not feeding her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember my brother and I growing up, we would go over when they were getting new carpet in there instead of paying the people to rip up the carpet. It was my brother and I ripping up carpet, you know, in like wow. the dead of July and 90 degree heat, like mm-hmm. sweating our butts off, you know? So like, yeah, she put in the blood, sweat and tears and it was time. And of course I think she was worried that people would be mad or disappointed. And of course they were just grateful for the decades that she had put in. Yeah. You know? And so I, I really, I validate this choice that this woman has made. And I, if anybody's yeah. feeling the same, I, I hope to support you from, from the ether of the internet. Yeah. We're your pocket friends. <laughs> we're your, your pocket, pocket friends. Try to, try to make space. If something isn't bringing you joy, try to figure out why and let it go. Yeah. I think, I think what's resonating for me in this article is wow, do I relate <laughs> to that situation? And and that B, you can't necessarily fix an upstream problem with a downstream solution. Yeah, Like it's, it's sort of like, oh, okay, so you, so you get a big gash on your leg and you try to put a little Band-Aid over it. And it's like, right, well, let's go upstream and figure out why you got that gash on your leg in the first place as opposed to, you know, trying to fix it with some small balm later on. So yes, in the moment, let's fix the gash and then let's let's go upstream. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, you know, we've talked many times about the difference between self-care and self-help and it's like self-care can really help to create space in a moment and help to calm you down at the end of a day or set your intentions for a day or put you in a better headspace or a reframe. And that's all important and wonderful, but that that's not going to fix a systemic problem of your schedules just so overloaded. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I really relate to that. Great article. Thank you, Misty. My pleasure. And everybody, may your self-care be abundant. The, my landlord's coming over to get her bone back. She's been patiently waiting. I want you to hear it. So okay, take it. Take it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias. Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast. Twitter at G-H-Y podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.